Because I don't have time. Because I don't have time to not fuck this world. Because I don't have time to not fuck this world. Because I don't have time to not fuck this world. Because I don't have time to not fuck this world. Because I don't have time to not fuck this world. I don't have time to not fuck this world said I don't have time to not fuck this world. I don't have time to not fuck this world. I don't have time to not fuck this world. And I don't have time to not fuck this world. I do not have time to fuck this world. And I don't have time to not fuck this world. I don't have time to not fuck this world. No, I don't have time to not fuck this world. No, I don't have time to not fuck this world said I don't have time to not fuck this world. I don't have time to not fuck this world. I said I ran out of time to not fuck this world. And I don't have time to not fuck this world. I said all I gotta do is fucking fuck this world. Said don't have time to not fuck this world. I don't have not time to not fuck this world. I not don't have time to not fuck this world. I said I gotta fucking fuck this world. Bitch motherfucking fuck. Gotta fuck this motherfucker. Gotta fuck bitch. Gotta fuck this world. Gotta motherfucking gotta fuck this world. I don't not have time to not not fuck this not have not have time to not fuck this world i don't have time to not fuck this world i don't have time to not fuck this world do you know that i don't have time to there's goddamn trees growing outside of my apartment there's goddamn plants in the earth you know there's goddamn the other earth the rest of the earth you know besides where you are there's goddamn other countries i hear there's goddamn like the Middle East or something like that and people are living there too I mean you get like the goddamn Atlantic Ocean and there's like there's people you know there's like islands out there and it's like as far as I know there's like just goddamn people living there or whatever they're just kind of like on the islands but they that's their domain and they live inside they inhabit the islands it's like there's just like goddamn people in like whatever goddamn island on the earth is kind of it's kind of what anthropology is about right isn't that what geography is saying like well there's goddamn this island and so if you want to if you travel there there's probably some goddamn people on it and like there's the goddamn galapagos islands and those are just kind of like you know they're your standard island chain and island chain that you remember the galapagos and then uh, another islands that you want to remember is the U.S. Virgin goddamn islands. And they're just like next to goddamn Cuba. But as far as I know, it's just like as far as anybody knows about them, it's there's multiple and they're out in that Cuba area. There's just like because down there you get like goddamn Mexico, but the goddamn Yucatan is kind of like mystical or whatever because there's because like mormons or scientologists one of the two i think it's mormons think that the yucatan is some special place for with regarding to regarding the birthright of humanity or some shit it is whatever like the goddamn polynesian islands and there's lots of places that you can reference within a given earth you know and so what we did was we actually saw too that there were a lot of different places in the earth and most of the different places that you can talk about are actually islands because there's only so many land masses but most of the land masses are actually islands like even though 
because it doesn't matter how big a landmass is to call something a landmass. Most landmasses are, well, actually every landmass is an island because in order for it to be defined to have mass, it has to be bordered off from other things. This is, I made a second, this is the second podcast I made today. The first one I made is called Comedy. And now I'm like, oh, you know what was so fun about that? Uh, everything. And so then I started a new one. I'm like, why don't you say something else? And um, here I am. And now I understand that my soul is blank and hollow. And I actually don't have anything to say. Because maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just sad. Maybe I but I like being sad or whatever. But I just feel like my reality is just within my grasp, you know, because, because why not, why not pretend that you're just some sort of psycho to other people? I don't see why not. Why don't I just go up to strangers and I'm like, well, my reality is within my grasp and whatever I imagine is already my reality. And if you're not part of what I'm imagining, then well, I'm just glad to talk to you, you know, if I was just like that. Well, I'm just glad to talk to you, but I am special. I already feel myself to be special. I already feel myself, and I am special. I felt myself and then recognized through that I felt me that I was special because I knew through touch, through physical touch, because that's my love language. Physical Touching myself is my love language, um, and that's... That's really too bad, but not everybody can. But there's there's six groups. There's the five that you know, and then there's touching yourself. But actually, it's one of it's part of physical touch. So it's one of the main groups. And also, love is displayed in physical touch, as you know, not sex. It's physical, the physical world. What about sex? Is that one of the love languages? No, physicality is a love language, not sex. Oh, physicality. What about sex? Having sex? No, there's not. There's only there's only that some people like to have know about physical love and that's their primary way of communicating love. And by the way, there's only five ways to talk about love. There's we've broken it down. There's actually only five definitions it was discovered. And so there's only five love languages. There's five ways to speak love, and you get to be one of the five in a divergent or maze runner sort of sense where we where you get to choose which one you are and or i mean that you're just put in like the sorting hat chooses you to give gifts or whatever the fuck like well the sorting hat chose your love language to be acts of service the most maligned of all love languages consideration through service who wants who identifies as that only from afar are you identified as having the love language acts of service you would never share with somebody that that's what your love language was because who wants to be that boring of a person that acts of service is your identifiable love language there's only a couple that you get to actually say in real conversation as long as we're just as long as people are carrying on identifying themselves as that like, well, I, I like to give gifts. I don't really want to give a gift. I don't care about receiving or giving a gift. Well, actually, I like to receive gifts. It's just like I can't. 
I just want it to be very specific to me with the love, the love that's involved with giving and receiving gifts. I want, uh, like there's a pretty good chance if I receive a gift that I'm not going to like it because I don't, uh, I don't care about the realities of other people or like what they want me to look like with their gift or, or what they envision my life to be because I, I like to see myself as above other people. And so, um, I don't really like when I have to receive their gifts and act like they understood me enough to send me a gift because I like to turn that cold shoulder. You know what I'm talking about? But at least with regard to gifts, like I draw a hard line of gifts, like I'm not going to, there's nothing, I'm just talking about giving gifts and that that's your love language. My love language is giving gifts. Well, get a better one. I don't know, just don't be that. Why don't you just be the be around people one or the words of encouragement? I'd say that words of encouragement is the last love language that I am. In fact, I think I don't really partake or engage in any of the five love languages. I, I don't send it out or receive it um if in my world like ideally i am not relative to any one of the five love languages like not any one of them can be said to be me uh because i want to live in a world where love where love is stronger than the five love languages and that's the world that i want to live in i want to live in a world where i shit on people who like the five love languages i just do uh, because, because what, why do I need to understand that narrative of love? Why do I need to understand somebody else's narrative of anything besides my own? How can I, how can I understand somebody else's narrative? Like when I'm watching a movie with somebody and it's a movie that they like and they're like excited about it. So they're like trying to gear me up for the exciting parts. Like, uh, I really don't want to hear your narrative of it. I just want my, the only narrative that I can have of it is my own. Like I will evaluate the movie. I don't want you to inject any of your optimism towards it because that's just going to make me hate it. And also don't infringe on my territory. And also I'm kind of touchy and defensive. So uh, I want a specific form of love and it is not within one of the five love language categories. I want my own love, you know, you know, like maybe because uh, because that's what this podcast episode is about is, I guess, just fuck the five love languages. The five love languages. No, that's for old people. It's for old people. It's not for me. If you like the five love languages, don't tell me that I should see them as valid and relevant because I don't. That is not my narrative on it. My narrative is not to include the love languages into my presuppositions on the world that's for old people to put stock into the five love languages because it's just like a baby boomer ideology like a uh, narrative of events i mean it came from a book it's just one period it's a really nice idea romantic idea for the way that things could exist or the way that you can see people as being in one of five categories and of course everybody gets the delusional joy of categorizing themselves as one of the five so that they can feel special is that the only way that we can feel special is to say that we're one of five things when to valid to the only way we can say that we're special is to validate four equivalent personas to the persona that we are in our heads without 
when you can just realize that everybody is validly different from you. Like to say that it's amazing that people fit into these five categories is to say that it's amazing that people are different from each other is ultimately what you're getting at. And you could realize the full extent of that by realizing that, you know what, everybody does have their own authority, which is their own mind. Like everybody has their own individuality and everybody is different from everybody else. Like it is true already. So you don't have to go to great lengths to emphasize that people are different, you can understand that you're special. You don't have to translate it through this medium of the five love languages. You can just understand yourself to be special anyway. And so the five and so the five love languages, like I'm going to make you puke out that you ever thought the five love languages were true. I'm going to make you puke it out. Like you got a guilty conscience about it. You got a guilty conscience because you're carrying around a limited view on love through the five love languages medium. Yeah, I don't carry on through that. I carry on through a more universal medium. It's called love. It's called not love divided five ways. It's called love. You ever heard about love as as not divided five ways, but as multiplied the same way that love is actually multiplicative and it doesn't runs out, but it only gets better. Love's doesn't runs out. It only gets more multiplicative when you have a baby. What do you do with that love? You multiply that love. There ain't nothing but more love to be had. Only love can be made through having it. And there's only 80 billion different versions of love to be multiplied with the love of people around you. Ain't no only five different kinds of people of love. Do you know that ain't not five, only not only B kinds, five, there's more than that love kinds. Did you know that uh, 40 is at least how many loves? 40 is at least how many loves that I know how to acknowledge in my life. First, I got the love of computers. I got the love of other people. I got the love of having fun. And then, and then I digress. But those would be three of the 40 if I was to name 40 of them. Uh, the love of having fun. That's my love language. That's probably the lamest one possible, though. I have the love of having fun. Uh, no, we'll stick with gift giving because that's the shittiest love language you could manage to speak into existence. The love of having fun. We're going to give gifts and love that way. Thank you. The same way that authority has been given for love to be distributed as distributed to five different definitions. Love is the five love languages. Thank you. Do you know what love? It's composed entirely of the five. Whether you give or you get, it doesn't matter which one. You're not defined by if you give or you get love, but I guess everybody is a different getter of love than they are a giver of love. Well, actually, my getting love language is words of encouragement, but my giving love language is acts of service, baby, acts of service, baby, acts of service, baby, acts of service. All I ever give is acts of service. I do acts of service. I get acts of service. I like acts of service. I do acts of service. I want acts of service. I try acts of service. I give acts of service. I gave acts of service. I gave love. That was the only way I could do it. I tried to give love the other day by giving a gift, but that's not me because I can only give love through an act of service because that's my definition of love giving. 
my love getting though is words of encouragement, words, words of encouragement, words, words of encouragement. I get words of encouragement. I take them in encouragement. I take them in encouragement. I soak them in and absorb them. I get words of encouragement. I words of encouragement. I words of encouragement. I words of I do. Words of I get that I get. Words of I get that I get. Words that I get I get. Words of encouragement. Get words of encouragement. Get words of encouragement. Do you know that I'm one of the five? Do you know that I signed myself over to words of encouragement this morning when I chose a love language so that I could be identified as finally giving love? Now I can give love properly because I know which one I am, because I defined it, because there's a word to call my love. Thank God, because I was starting to think that love was indescribable. <laughs> I was starting to think that there is something transcendent about love, but... Somebody devised a system where there's five only loves, and that's really digestible to me. Oh, the world is so much more practical when I can compartmentalize everything, including love. I was starting to feel like I couldn't define love to myself and thereby control and manipulate it. But thank God somebody devised five loves. Oh, man, it, because if somebody didn't do that, there is no love in my life. If I'm not gift giving, oh man, I want to give those gifts. I want to give those gifts. Don't you receive gifts and then receive love? If you, if you don't, then if you don't receive gifts and then not receive love, I'm going to take my love to a whole nother level. I got I got gifts. You're doing f all five love languages. The power of five. So you're like Power Rangers, but like a Power Ranger that harnesses the power of all five, or like when they connect their wrists or whatever, is what I gather from what a Power Ranger does, or the potential they have, is that they can uh, unite all their wrists. Love. <laughs> Gift giving. Acts of service. Quality time. Physical touch, being around people, the five love languages, being around people. That's a love language, being around people. Is there any limitation you want to help me understand about that? So, like, I can hate five different people in a room, but my love language is being is quality time because it's not def couldn't be defined to be any of the other four. And, like... That's just the default if no love can be found in you. Well, quality time, I guess. He's around people, isn't he? So that's love, being around people. Okay. I feel like some of those love languages are a bit more weighty than others. Like, it's kind of more weighty to have sex with somebody than to hang out with them for 20 minutes. Isn't it? Isn't that more difficult, like more uh, expressive of your love is when you make it? What about making love? Is that one? No, that's... That falls under physical, the physical area of love. It's kind of a gray area. We don't really call it anything besides that contact is made between humans, but we understand love to be some form of contact, and so it's in that gray physical or whatever, but it's not sex necessarily. It's just physical, like you just happen to be somebody who expresses through physical touch, and it doesn't have to be a guy or a girl. It can be either one. It's genderless, whoever expresses through physical touch the most. But, like, your 20 minutes, like, oh, he's around people. What if I'm just, like, hating people and five people in a room, but my love language is spending time with them? I guess I'm loving them.
the five love languages, gift giving, like, well, his lo my love language is gift giving, I guess, because that's what I do the most or whatever. That's probably my love language. That's what you'd have to call my love language. You would have to call my love language either gift giving or quality time. But I feel like those are the only two that most people represent in their life. Yo, sex. I heard sex was your love language. Yeah, you heard right. It's always been sex. All I've, all I've known is sex. That's the only way I even can describe love to myself is while I'm having sex is that I understand that there was love had by anybody. But like, so I give gifts and then, but does that mean that I love to be loving through giving gifts? No, I actually don't really like giving gifts. I just see it as an arbitrary task, but that's how I, of those five, that that's probably the one I do the most frequently. So that right there, there presents a flaw in the argument. I don't really care about giving gifts. Well, why don't you express your real love language then? The physical touch, you want me to make out with everybody that I see and physical touch they because the people that tout these five love languages they kind of want to skirt around physical touch like yeah and there's a sex one because uh because what's i mean what's a love language right what's what's a love language without sex at the end of the day right doesn't all love has to have to be tied back to sex you know not all love has to be tied back to sex according to your opinion well, I guess I'm not really saying that. I'm just saying love is all of the th love is all the things, isn't everything? Love isn't just that I'm in front of you. Love, I guess that's what you're trying to say that everybody that being around people is love. His is his love language is being around. Oh, thanks. That makes me feel nice. His love language was showing up. Oh, why can't my love language be? Uh, like my love language is any my point is my love language is anything I do in front of you it's an act of love well anything I do positively I guess because I'm not negative things aren't really acts of love you because they're not meant to be received well or received like if I say something negative it is something negative like and maybe ultimately doesn't get received well unless it's like a lie I'm telling. I could tell a lie and that is a negative thing ultimately, but it's something that somebody else could receive to be positive. It's, it's like a lie that they believed or whatever. So forget lies in the picture. Like love doesn't really have anything to do with lies. Like I feel like love just has to do with truthfulness that you communicate about yourself. And sometimes truthfulness is ugly. Like, so it can be a negative thing, like truthfulness about yourself, because sometimes you reflect negative things that went into yourself. And then you, then what comes out of you, what comes out of your mouth is like a negative reaction because you received something negative, you know? So maybe, maybe negative and positive things you say are love, like, but it's just like the transmitting of you yourself as a person. I feel like love is just whatever, whatever happens that results in you connecting to other people like as long as people like you understanding the humanity of people so it kind of has to begin with you like you have to understand that the humanity of people and that people's flaws are real like you have to understand that people are limited and failures and are defeated but actually but you can't look at you can't look at people's humanity and their defeats in a way that you're just trying to be above them and coddle them and be like oh how sad and have sympathy for them you have to understand that people 
people do things as a result of them being incapable to do them correctly. If you're recognizing people's imperfections and looking on them fondly, if you're truly looking on them fondly and in a loving way, it's to say that that person is actually too limited to see around like what would be the correct or positive thing to express. Like if somebody's expressing something negatively or expressing something that obviously outlines that they have limitations in their ability to express it or they're insecure in some way like like you you ha you have to look on them lovingly and that would that would include understanding that they're just a human like people i don't know so maybe it's like at the end of the day you understand that people's intentions are good but that would be impossible to recognize because people only think that people think that people's intentions are bad or at least you have to sift through ones that are seemingly bad but Maybe if you just had enough patience, you could get to the bottom of whatever started somebody's rant or angry thought or anger, you know, like maybe something started it. But that's when you get into a nature versus nurture debate. Like did some did things just happen along somebody's lifetime to make them say angry things or come across as grumpy and awful to be around, totally abrasive around people, unrelatable, like or a psycho or a lunatic, like not acting like a person, but sharing only their conspiracies or their subjectivity on life without recognizing that they're a person in a conversation somebody who's a lunatic like there's a reason that somebody ends up a lunatic and i feel uh, at least to me maybe that's true maybe but that's like a nature versus nurture thing like to me it's like people and being a lunatic there's kind of like a, i feel like there's a reason that that thought began it's just that we're not going to have the patience enough to figure out what the problem is especially when it's somebody who's clearly a lunatic and it's way beyond the point of you helping them out because people just develop anxieties when they don't when they start off not receiving lots of love they just develop anxieties and are insecure about stuff and then say things that either sound hateful or at least sound like things that you don't want to hear or be around or at least they would ruin like a fun time that you'd have with a group and therefore you want to exclude that person because of the uh because of the uh, ex because of the things they say that make them not appealing to you like uh whatever <laughs> so like i'm just sorry my argument right now what i'm trying to figure out is like can you say negative things and is that still love like is love always just you communicating yourself because you can be like i hate you so no it's not but you would have to be delusional to start being like well actually that was love when somebody told you i hate you so that's where it's like you have to consider more than just the, their experiences in life led them to do that. Like you can't just accept an I hate you and be like, oh, that comes from a place of love because you don't want to be stupid. There's also you don't want to be stupid when it comes to loving somebody. Like, But it has to do with respect, really, like that you respect somebody enough to love them. Love has to do with respect, like you respect where they're coming from. And so that sometimes... It takes a certain amount of time, but for some people, they're just like free with their respect and they're like, oh yeah, I love you already. I would die for you. And really, I don't, I don't feel like that's what love is for. You're not supposed to be free with it. You're not supposed to just be easy. You know, you're not supposed to just have sex with whoever you want. Like if there's some amount of respect, like if you respect, respect, then you respect love, I would say, then you respect the 
act of loving or like then you have a higher standard for love but like everybody just have, has different standards for it but you love is more meaningful when you respect it right and love is more meaningful between you and another person when you have respect for them and so and you have to so that takes time it should take time to love somebody rather than that you have a low standard for love and a low standard for respect for you and others and therefore love everybody automatically or just don't deem other people don't deem different people in the world to have different values like because recognizing that love is the great like if you respect love enough and then say that love exists at different levels is you saying that different people are worthy of different respects and so that has to do with love too is saying that somebody is worthy of a high enough level of respect that you can love them as that like like over somebody else but like and then it has to do with what kind of love you're are you somebody who are you somebody who has a high standard for love it takes you a really long time to respect somebody enough to love them because some people it's like well your stand the standard is so high that they actually never really exhibit love in their life because they expect too much of the, out of themselves and other people to respect themselves and respect other people because their standard for respect is too high so you don't want your standard for respect to be too high but you have to like respect people in order to love but it's just different varies person to person what their level of respect is like what their standard is for respecting another person and i think that that would have to do with how much other people have wronged you or like because it's easy to respect people when you think that everybody is good but if you have some knowledge of the world and understand that people are bad or at least they're not going to fit in line with your vision of the world or like that you are that your vision is not what's the most uh isn't the highest value for the world like uh, people have competing visions and they interact differently and like things are just going to happen like the more like the more you have knowledge of people you realize that they're like i mean they have their own deal that they want to get through and so it's not like respecting somebody or loving somebody is that simple and it doesn't like real love and respect doesn't boom like you know like uh, like 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 just love and respect though but like the five love languages that's 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 what's fun about this me talking about who cares about me talking about love who care about like here's love from my opinion now i'm defining it for you but like but uh, but i would hold to that it has like a more adaptable uh uh way of manifesting itself love it's got a more you know, it's got more agency. Love has tons of agency. Love can manifest itself in lots of things. That's why we can't define it. That's why everybody writes a billion songs about love because it's one of the major themes of humanity. And it is that because it's kind of like something we're subject to. You know, you can't grasp love. You can't totally understand it. It's something you're subject to. It's one of the major themes, like same way you're subject to dying, to death, or like, you know, love. It's just like, so we write, we make lots of art about what is love or trying to achieve love, but just like love isn't achievable and perfectly. And that's the whole point really to me. It, the whole point about love to me is that love is not absolute. It's not absolute. And so when you try to engage in it absolutely or say that somebody is perfect for you or that there's perfect people out there or that uh, love is meant to exist perfectly or that like when you love somebody or have a family that you have to abide by exactly the rules of what it means to love and have a family or like try to be loving in all the same ways that you understand that you've understand understood and defined love to be in the past if you try to do that then you like 
that's kind of the same as you approaching love as if love is some sort of absolute that you have to meet all the requirements for in order to achieve but like there aren't requirements for love there really isn't any way to define it it's not to be understood i don't think you can formulate your way to loving somebody it is just like i mean it's a feeling first of all but more importantly you have to understand that it is like uh at least all the entertainment that i consumed growing up like tv movies whatever that like love is perfect and that love perfect love is possible and so like the plot the scenes in different shows are meant to show a perfect picture of what love is but like love doesn't love doesn't exist absolutely is the point like you can't love your son perfectly you have you have like you you can't love your daughter you can't be a son and love your dad perfectly or whatever love your friends perfectly you can't love your spouse perfectly because love isn't perfect it's even though that's what it sounds like it's supposed to be because it's love because it's the highest value that and it's like we attribute it to be the highest thing um love but the point is that it isn't definable or absolute and you can't do anything in order to achieve it like uh you can't have perfect you can't be like oh your spouse like i love you perfectly and you can't imagine that you would because love is only imperfect and it's only at the point that you understand that it's imperfect that you get it at all that you get to receive it that you don't have to put all this expectation on yourself to make make your life full of love and romantic ideas of love that will be achieved in the future between you and other people that you have relationships with you can't make life about like love that you'll achieve one day either that like your life as romanticized by you is progressing towards some amount of absolute love because that's not true that's not rational to think in those terms because love will never be perfect there's no relationship you'll ever have that's perfect and you have to recognize that they're imperfect but but uh but 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 who wants to hear me talk about love i do apparently i want to hear myself talk about love that's what i did okay 40 minutes whatever i'm done i'm i'm done 40 minutes is talking about the five love languages but let me talk a bit more about those five love languages take it home there's uh there's one two three four get that fifth love language Get that fifth love language. What's the fifth? One, two, three, four. Get that fifth love language. Which the fifth? Get that fifth love language. Which one? I wonder what number five is. Did we ever order them? Well, actually, <laughs> and words of encouragement is the best. Words of encouragement's number one. Number one. I just want. Ah, uh, fuck all this anyway. So the five love languages, they're, um, they're believable. I guess people really buy into that. It's not on me to hate what people buy into, but as long as we're here, um, the five love languages, that's not really something to engage in seriously. Like that's not, I know that somebody wrote a book and then like, there's kind of this big reaction to it because people like to categorize people. Um, but what they didn't tell you when they wrote that book was actually that um, it's not really important what they wrote about. What It's just important that they wrote a book. So whatever you take from it is just like you probably going too far because it is just one guy's opinion on what love is. And they split it up into five categories. And, and you know, I don't know if the author would tell you that. I'm sure that he's 
pretty psyched about the movement he started. But um, I'll speak for him because what he means to say is that um, it's not that great to call yourself a love. But okay, but I think I made my point. I'm tired now. I'm tired of. I just went to some dark places. No, I just like went to some dark places. I can't be that happy for that long. I'm supposed to be happy about this point and say new things about it for a whole hour. Like I can't hold myself to that. Didn't I already make my point about the five love languages? I can't keep hating it in new ways. Let's see. And, and see you later.